Around 1998, when I first began visiting Starbucks on my morning commute, deciding which newspapers I would buy was a big decision. On display next to the entrance was the New York Times, USA Today, Financial Times, and a local newspaper called the News and Record. If it was Monday morning, it was sports that I was after, which meant I would grab the USA Today. If it was midweek, I was much more likely to be interested in global news. So that meant the New York Times. On Friday, the Financial Times would often have an interesting art section, which would be a great read for the weekend. This newspaper competition for my attention was the beginning of what I'm focusing on in today's episode, the arousal war. Hi, I'm Claudia, and you're listening to The Brain and Brand Show, where you'll hear science and inspiration from guests like neuroscientist Dr. Tara Swartz. Welcome to The Brain and Brand Show. I'm your host, Timothy Maurice, and I appreciate you choosing this episode. This is episode two of my Psychology of Arousal series. My goal in this three-part series is to inspire you to think about the growing need to arouse your stakeholders if you hope to advance your ideas, personal goals, and organizational goals. Before we dive in, please take a moment and comment on the show and then share with a friend who may appreciate this content. Many of you have watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, which looks at how social media platforms use algorithms to grab your attention, to keep you on their site. If you haven't watched, it's not rocket science, but it is fascinating. It works like this. Facebook tracks your input patterns and uses your likes, your voice, your comments to dictate what it shows back to you. So if you like a soccer ball and speak about soccer and follow a soccer player, then get ready to see soccer clothes, receive soccer ads, and basically be force-fed everything in the soccer universe. But the goal of this episode is not to go over this again. You can go watch this on Netflix all you want or just Google how algorithms work. My goal is to pick up where this documentary left off and show you why you are at all out war with these sites and their algorithms and your own internal algorithms in your own mind. So before I break down this all out war, let's establish three things that we know to be true. Firstly, because these sites are free to use, they need you to spend time on them so they can charge advertisers big money to show their products to you. If you're not scrolling on the media sites, they can't make money. They need your eyeballs. Secondly, we know these social sites are not interested in opening your mind up to diversity and inclusion. They focus on tribal links, familiarity, sameness, and keeping you locked in a predictable pattern. Lastly, we also know that you can hack these sites fairly easily if you're conscious of how they work by clicking on random things and making input that throw the algorithms off. I use this hacking method often. If the system tries to show me only one race of people, I begin to add and engage random people from around the world to force the system to show me diversity. I've written about this and am deeply passionate about hacking the biases in tech. And if you're not doing this, just know they are juicing your ability to expand your thinking 
by locking you in a prison of sameness. So now that these principles are on the table, here is the big purpose of this episode. Before I unpack the three levels of what I term behavioral war that's causing us to make costly and life-altering emotional decisions, here's a snippet from episode one of this series where I interview California-based neuroscientist Dr. Dean Scherzai as he explains why we become aroused. The signal that this brain is dedicated to to detect is any signal that affects our survival. Those are divided along three lines, basically. Food procurement, sexual, and safety. And these signal detecting systems are great, especially short-term, but they're not very good long-term signal detecting devices. So when it comes to sexual, it's very straightforward. Our desires, reproduction, the signal is always looking at those elements in the environment that points you to that component. Now back to this episode. I'll be using an army analogy throughout. The arousal war is between three armies. Army one comes from your primitive instincts. Let's call this the basic army. The role of the basic army is to fight for your basic arousal needs such as safety, sexual needs. I mean, imagine if having to tell yourself to become aroused every time you wanted to make love to your partner. Just imagine how frustrating that would be. Your basic army fills your blood and muscles and body with warmth to ensure your arousal needs are met. The basic army also makes sure you are aroused by foods. How sad would it be if you walk past a bakery and the bakery's aroma and smell did not attract you to its satisfying bliss of bread, jam, cakes, and more? That would be a tragedy. Then there's the conscious army. The conscious army is a bit more serious and thoughtful. The role of the conscious troops are to seek information for learning and growth, to map patterns and to plan and to ultimately put you in the best possible situation to live responsibly. Now the basic and conscious armies are always at war. The conscious army tells you to march towards the cheap pair of shoes, but the basic primitive army says, you'll feel better if you buy the more expensive ones. The conscious soldier fights hard to put your feet in the cheaper ones, but the basic fighters fight hard by pouring emotion through your whole body, causing you to make an irresponsible decision, even causing you to spend money you don't have just to satisfy a basic feeling. But the war intensifies because now the third army, which is the social army, the social media army jumps in and shows you the expensive ones because you've been clicking on influencers who look amazing, getting thousands of likes, and you've even commented on one of them. They're wearing their expensive shoes. Thousands and millions of people are aroused by this influencer. And your basic army pours a little more emotion into the deepest place in your body, and the basic and social armies are simply too much for your conscious army to handle. And the war is lost. You take your rent money and you go and buy the shoes. 
One of my favorite arousal wars to study is around relationships. I think you'll be able to relate to this one. You're in love. Your conscious army has told you that you've got a good person, so be faithful. They are all that you've dreamed of. But the social army is not happy that you are so content. So it begins to show you hundreds and thousands of other women and men. Your basic army is woken up by the onslaught of bullets. Bullets that are shot right in the heart of your contentment. So you duck and try to ignore the social media army. But after two weeks of trying, you slip into the DMs of someone who has a slightly better body on Instagram. Your basic army is proud. This social army is relentless. You feel bad and you delete the message. But the next day, you scroll and you see even hotter photos. So you go back to the DM or you DM someone new. And your conscious army continues telling you how good you have it. But the soldiers in the conscious crew seem weak. Because you have been aroused on a basic level. Your hormones are all over the place. You are erect, wet. You feel moved and you keep going back to the DMs and eventually you meet up with another person other than your partner. And the social army and your basic instinct army celebrate while your conscious army weeps and mourns and sobs because of its loss. Brands are being strategic on social media and using the social army to fire its bullets. And it used to be that our values were so strong that our conscious army was able to deal with our basic instincts and control them. But the more we spend time on social media, the more we're becoming weaker and weaker. There are two key takeaways and ways to apply this insight. Firstly, if you want to get into the minds of those you want to reach, if you want to arouse people, if you are a brand or an individual trying to connect with people, you have to arouse their basic army. You have to shoot past their logical self and tap into their emotional self. You have to have clear arousal goals around triggering emotions and feelings. And you certainly can't do that by talking about yourself. You have to move them by understanding them. If you've got a partner or a stakeholder or a team member you're working with, You've got to know what arouses them. And instead of trying to fight and reject what arouses them, embrace it. Because it often causes the army to lose its power. Let that meditate and marinate on that. By fighting it, all you do is you give it more power. Secondly, do an arousal audit. Look at all your recent purchases and look at the purchases of those around you and ask yourself, which army won that war and caused you to make this purchase? Those newspapers at Starbucks didn't have much ammunition. And the battlefield wasn't that intense. But with all the feeds on social media, it's now all-out war. This is a real arousal war. In episode three, the final episode... I'm going to give you five powerful strategies on how to win the arousal war. How to arouse and win the battle of attention in the minds of those you're trying to reach. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't be selfish. Share this with someone you care about. Until next time.